Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. This is Choo Choo Stew from the Cave Crew Radio, and you're listening to Alex Cardinelli on the American Variety Network.
and didn't need anybody to help him, you know, when he was going all the time, then we got him an aquarium. We also had read that fish keeping was good for kids with autism, so that was another reason that we kind of got into it. So we did the, you know, typical thing where we didn't really do much research. We went to Walmart, grabbed a bowl, grabbed a bunch of fish, and they actually lived a long time. But um, we finally got them in a tin, and then I decided that I was going to clean the whole thing out real good, and they didn't do so good on that second cycle. So um, then we kind of went into some mollies and different stuff like that, and we did some research, and we still actually are on our, like, seventh generation of mollies in my big tank now. So that's kind of how we got started. We had also had some as a kid. We had an angel. I had some Mickey Mouse moons, and we had some neons in a tin. But the angel got to the point where he killed everybody off, so we decided to give him back and put it up for a while. Oh, yeah, angel fish like to eat little fish when they're hungry. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't have enough room in that tent. We went into a local fish store at the time, and the guy said, that would be fine, this is what you need. So that's what we did. And, you know, (laughs) he decided that he actually made himself a little nest, and he'd kill the fish and put them in the nest, so... He was kind of a wicked little angel fish. We call him the dark angel. So <laughs> he was pretty. Wild. Now I know you. Re- now I know you recently uh, did some work on your gorgeous 110 gallon tank. Would you mind explaining that to us? Um. Yeah, we had set that up, and then um, I went into one of the fish stores, Aquatic Treasures, um, which is a local store here, and um, I got talking with Damon and. He was telling me about these things called bio boxes, which are for planted tanks. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of cool. So I actually decided to order one of those. I got a new background for it. And then I got the FedEx um, 24-7 um, lighted planted, or planted light. So that's really neat, too. You can set it up where you got different colors. It's got thunderstorm. It's got 24-hour mode, so it makes it like the day time. Nighttime, it goes, you know, like when the sun rises, it's not very bright, and it goes up to full daylight, and then it comes back down to sunset. And then it has a night mode, which is really neat. Um, background is 3D, kind of of the river, you know, like logs and stuff in the river. It's, I really like it. I think it's beautiful. And then the bio boxes uh, um, replaces the canisters and stuff. So it's an affordable way to change out with not having, you know, the wetness of the canister, buying all the media for the canister, different stuff like that, paying for the canister. So it actually set up like a lake where the aquatic, um, or the plants, the aquatic plants take up all the stuff. You have a great big um, um, filter in the back, which is hid behind the background, and then it has several filters underneath there that work kind of like a planted under gravel. So it pulls all the stuff down to give your plants the actual nutrients it needs out of the water. So it set it up like a lake or a creek. It's really kind of a neat setup. I'm one of the first people to actually get this set up, so I'm really excited about it. I've been trying it out and been loving it so far. Yeah, i got to say, your tank looks amazing. I, I haven't even seen it in person yet. I've just seen it on uh, Facebook, and i got to say, the pictures on Facebook make it look great, but it must look better in person. Oh, uh, I mean, I really love it. This is the first time that I've actually gotten one that, you know, 
I have a 10 with puffers, a puffer, and then I also have, you know, that one, and that's kind of my centerpiece. You know, I was hoping it one day to get some angels or something big and beautiful to kind of float in there and kind of give us some pizzazz. We're kind of working on that right now. I also like, you know, some of the colorful fish, that like, but they like the planter tanks and stuff like that. So um, I think it, I think the setup looks great, and now I'm getting ready to add some fish and stuff as the plants fill in more. So, you know, I'm really excited about it. I really enjoy it. My family really enjoys it. It's a family tank more than it's just mine. So everybody gets some input on setting it up. So, yeah, the whole family is really excited about it. And like I said, um, I think it looks good. We've been sharing it on Facebook and getting a good response with it. So um, I'm excited. I want to, you know, I'm excited that Damon gave me the opportunity to try it out. And, you know, I think it's just, it's, I, I'm really impressed with it. I think it's quite the setup so far. So it's, Way yes, I, I may say so myself. Oh, sorry for interrupting you. Oh, you're fine. I was just saying that I'm really impressed with it. I'm really excited about it. I was going to say it's an absolutely gorgeous tank. You did a great job. Thank you. I ended up taking it apart, and this is my first time, you know, like doing the background and sealing that stuff up. And, you know, so I'm excited about it. It was my first kind of you know, get in there and do a project on it. So everything turned out good. I like it. It looks nice, and my fish are happy. They're loving it. So kind of all the things that matter. Awesome. So what kind of fish do you have in your 110-gallon? Um, I got quite the multitude. I have a dwarf cockatoo cichlid, which is a pistogramma. Um I have several rams. I have a female German. I have a golden ram, and I have a Bolivian ram. I have a couple gas cat, glass cats. I have a pleco. I have a giant, um, or I have a big um, blue grommy. I have a smaller golden grommy. He's a newer add-in to it. Um, I have a couple of the mollies, like I said, from... The original setup. I have the swordfish from the original setup we had. Um, I have a pretty good sized angel, and I got a pretty good sized pleco, a few snails. I have valve swords, and anubias, and uh, lily pads as plants in there, and I'm trying to think. I know I'm forgetting something. I have a couple more fish in there. I'm just trying to think. I can't think of them at the moment. That's but, okay. Yeah, I've, got got a, a, I've got a few things in there. Yeah, you got a wide variety of fish. They're fish for your whole entire family to love. Yes, that's kind of how it started is, is the family's gotten to pick out different fish and add it in there. And then we got dwarf puffers for the kitchen, so that's kind of, you know, Becky picked those out for the kitchen, and she really loves those. Um, and we're looking for some for some color in the dining room, which is where the 110 is. So um, I really enjoy it. I do a lot, most of my podcasts and stuff from the um, dining room table there. And the angel fish is my constant companion. He's always chilling out, just kind of 
watching what I'm doing and stuff. He's always, you know, the one to check you out when you're feeding them or if you're cleaning the tank, he's always got to know what you're doing and stuff. So I didn't think I'd enjoy the second angel I've had in my life as much as I have. He's really cool. And then I've had several different types of Epistos. I really love them as well and the Rams. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I know I'm probably going to be adding some of those in there and then go from that. So there's quite, you know, it's one of those things is the more you get into fish, the more that there's more fish that you want, and then there's more fish that you want. And you find this one, and there's more fish, and you know how that goes. Yeah, so I'm the guy that's like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so right now I'm letting my plants fill in, and I'm trying to decide what fish to add. And you're actually going back to do some fresh water in the future too, aren't you, Alex? Yes, that's right. I'm actually uh, thinking about getting a 75-gallon or a 90-gallon freshwater. I think I'm going to do uh, Frontosia cichlids and Fancy Plecos. Nice. So you're going to the Africans, huh? Yeah, I think so. I've never had them yet. I love the Frontosias. They're absolutely gorgeous. That they are. They definitely are, um... A guy around here had some, and I got to see him up close and personal, and they are beautiful fish. I know one fish that me and you like are the uh, puffer fish. They're absolutely cute. Yeah, I have the dwarf puffers, and we really enjoy them, watching them in the kitchen and stuff. They're little personalities, and then their little eyes remind me of that little emoji, you know, the one with the big eyes and the kind of confused face. So, <laughs> but yeah, they have quite a bit of personality. Like, my son likes to sit up with the, his um, tablet by them on by the fish tank, and he'll sit and play his games and stuff. And they kind of just chill out and watch him and hang out with him and stuff like that. They kind of gotta follow you around and know what you're doing. So, I, I really enjoy them. They're a lot of fun. Um, I kind of, you know, like someday in the future, I wouldn't mind getting a few of the bigger buffers too. But right now, the little the dwarfs are quite a bit of fun, and I'm enjoying them. Nice. I actually have uh, two puffers myself, saltwater ones. I, I have a Manila puffer and a dogfish. They're absolutely uh, like uh, pet dogs in saltwater. Yep, they are. <laughs> the freshwater is pretty similar. They're kind of like our dachshunds. They like to be. They like to be, have you around, and they like to think that you're coming to. The whole world revolves around them. So, it's a lot of fun. I waited for a long, long time to actually get those to come in. So, I'm excited about that. That when we got those and stuff like that, that's a neat setup. And then now the 110 is kind of becoming a fun setup too. I don't know. It's almost. As much fun to set the stuff up and to do the stuff as it is to sit back and look at it. I agree with you on that. Now I know that you have a, a wonderful local fish store that you're partnering with for your podcast, right? Yep, Aquatic Treasures and Restore. Um, it's great place. I know Damon's a great guy. I love going in and just talking fish with him and the guys. Um. I couldn't, you know, I can't say enough good stuff about him from 
sitting there while I'm asking a million questions to order some of the specialty fish or answer plant questions or price stuff and think about stuff and do that. They're really patient with me. Um, you know, you call in, and if they don't know the answers, they always will call you and find them out. Um, I've been to basically 90% of the stores in this area and checked them all out, and the customer service has been the best with Damon and Aquatic Treasures. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, we went to another fish store in St. Louis, and we waited there for 40 minutes. I was probably going to spend about $35. You know, it's not a huge amount, but it's a good enough amount for me to on fish and stuff like that. And they were too busy watching YouTube to sell me any fish, so we just kind of we waited for a while. I tried to catch one. He said he'd come back and never did, so we left without buying anything. And we went into another one, me and Brody did, and they, you know, so... You know, and it just wasn't up to par. And you go into Damon's and it's cool. it's clean, they're nice, everybody's there. They're You know, they know their stuff. If they don't know, they find out. And, I mean, a lot of the questions I have, they have to make phone calls and stuff for, but they don't mind doing it. They go and they do go the extra mile just to, you know, for service. So, I mean, and I'm in freshwater. He's, it's a more of a saltwater but they do have fresh water, and they, you know, are getting more and more of it by the day. But I'm not even in as big money maker with the salt, you know, because salt water is kind of a lot more expensive than the fresh water, and I don't have the super super rare fish in fresh water. So, you know, I mean, he's going out of his way for to sell me, you know, five and six, seven, eight dollar fish. So. I mean, you can't ask for more from, you know, somebody that's running a business is to actually take the time with you and spend time and make sure you need to know what you need to know. And, you know, they're honest with you. If this is or isn't going to work, they tell you. So I actually really, I like that about them is that the customer service was the main thing that drew me in there. And I went in for a few times and we were talking and stuff like that. And then we did an interview with Damon and kind of been kind of, doing a lot of the stuff together since, you know, he's helped me find some really neat stuff for my tank and, you know, so we've really been enjoying that aspect of it. It's been really neat and they're always willing to stand around and talk fish when they have time. You know, I mean, you can't spend their hours if they got other customers to do, but when you're in there and it's dead, they have no problem standing around and talking fish. And they also have a real neat option where you can actually have a, you know, buy and set up a tank, and then they maintain it all. So you don't have to even worry about any of the extra work or water changes. They come in and do it. So I think that's really neat, you know, for a lot of the businesses out there that are wanting something different or wanting something beautiful to bring people in but don't want to mess with the actual work of salt water or the knowledge of having the salt water. They do the whole setup and whole, you know, maintenance and everything for you. So I thought that was a really cool thing. That's very nice. Sounds like a uh, wonderful fish store, and I, I actually love fish stores like that. So I wish I could just take a plane and fly down there and, and visit Aquatic Treasure. I'd probably be in fish heaven. I think you would be with their selection of salt, Alex. It's amazing. Um, I'm not a salt guy, but I'm really impressed, and you leave there thinking, oh, man, you know. They actually had a specific coral, a St. Louis blues coral made. He went with some of the coral producers and, you know, made their own set of corals. So, I mean, it's stuff like that that is just really, really awesome that, you know, it's kind of, you ha- he has everything for, you know, he has something for everybody. 
you know. And if you want it and he can't and he doesn't have it there, he'll try to get it for you. So I mean, it's just it's really a neat it's really a neat concept, and it's the fact that I'm not a big spender. I'm not you know like a VIP, and they still treat you like that when you go in there. You know, they make it right. They spend time with you. They find out what you need to know. Waiting for the puffers, you know, there was kind of a shortage in St. Louis on puffers for a good long time, and I must have called him, you know, every week, you know, for seven weeks to want to know about the puffers and different stuff like that and what I needed and different questions and how to do this and how to do that, and they were always really gracious with me, you know. So, you know, I mean, he made 16 bucks, <laughs> two eight, not even, you know, seven-something each a puffer, you know. So he went. They went through all that extra time and effort for just a little bit, you know, a little bit of cash. So, you know, it's got, it's a store like that where he actually really cares about the fish and the hobby, instead of just you know selling you something and then having you go out the door. That's what's really cool. That's like why he likes the bio boxes. It's, close, it's like nature would do it. It actually and it saves the customers money. You know, so you aren't buying the canister. You aren't buying all the crap that goes into the canister. It's making it less work for you. It's making it easier for you, and it makes it less expensive for you. So you're able to get more stuff or you have more money to spend on what you want or, you know, so it leaves money in your pocket by the end of the day. So that's what I really, you know, that's what's really cool about the whole setup is he could have sold me a big old giant, you know, canister, and he could have sold me all the stuff for the canister and, all that other stuff, and he could have been making money all the time when I have to come in for the carbon and different stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's cool that he actually thinks of people like that, and he tries to make their life easier instead of just making money off of you. So, you know, that's one of the things that really impressed me about Aquatic Treasures, I can say that. You know, and then, the, you know, if I'm ordering a Pistos from them or if I'm ordering, you know, different Rams or different things like that from them or the Puffers, you know, they've always been great with it, and, you know, they can only get it when it comes through the distributors, but, you know, the distributors are great. They get it in as soon as possible, and, you know, I have no complaints on them. Everything that I've gotten there and done really well, and if there has been an issue, you just talk to them about it, and they've taken care of it. So, I mean, it just it's, it's ideal for me, especially because I'm a little bit leery on doing the online stuff, I know that there's some great online stores out there. I ordered from a good one, but I ordered some fish that didn't eat, you know, so they basically I couldn't get them to eat. And then, you know, ordering black worms that are halfway decent was kind of hard in my area. And then you pay all that money for shipping. So, honestly, I paid more in shipping than I did to bring the three fish here. So, you know, I mean, I like the idea that they have the store. You can go in, you can see them eat, you can pick your fish. And you're helping a local family, you know, feed their kids and do the stuff like that. And if you have a question or a problem, you can go back. Or if you're not real technologically advanced, you know, I can go in there and I can say, hey, this is what's going on, and he can show you how to do it. So, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I know that there's some great stores and great things out there online, but I like the idea that there's the customer service behind it. You know, if I buy something from them and if it doesn't work, you don't have to deal with shipping it back to Amazon or Whatever, you take it in and you, they help you deal with it. They know the loops to get through to get it back and, to you know, get it replaced or fixed or whatever. So, 
I really like that aspect of it because you're a phone call away and it's not trying, you know, you know, I don't have to worry about my fish getting stuck at FedEx or I don't have to worry about I can go home, they get stuck, you know, they get there, he gets them set up, he makes sure they eat, he makes sure they're healthy, he makes sure, and then I come and I pick them up and I go home and I put them in my tank, you know. You float them, you put them in your tank for a while, and then they're good to go. And everything's been healthy and nice, and I've had no issues, so, you know. And they're not bad price. Like, me and you were talking about the price between him and some of the ones that the that you've been ordering online in the markups. So, you know, I mean, I can honestly say that, you know, I'm really happy with the store. It's definitely worth a check, you know, to check it out. Damon's a great guy. The guys in there are all good. So, you know, definitely a cool store. I always post pictures up and stuff when I go in. So, definitely fun. And like I said, he has some neat ideas about uh, making your tank nice and actually saving you money in the end, you know. So definitely worth it. That's true. You're right about the uh, price markup from the online stores. I think his prices are like 50% cheaper than the online stores. Yeah, they were they were a little bit lower on some of it. I mean, I I don't know the percentage, but I know that a lot of the stuff that he had in store was, you know, they they made sure it ate, they made sure it was healthy, they quarantined it before they put them out, so it already goes through its quarantine before you buy it. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, all it saves you a lot of headache and it saves you money going through the in store. So at least that's what it did for me. That's very true. So how big is the fish keeping hobby in your area where you live? Um, it's not all that big. I mean, St. Louis has some big fish keeping stuff going on, I guess. Um, they have a big um fish club. Um, I work at night so I'm not able to go and join that. I would love to actually be able to join that. But in the small town in the local area where I'm at, it's not that big of a hobby. Um, I'm finding a few people that have some Africans or a couple salt tanks, but um, there's not a whole lot going on in like my personal area. We're out in the country, kind of farm country. So, you know, it's more dogs and cats and horses and stuff like that that seem to be the wider variety of pets. You got a few lizards and snakes added in there, and a few people have fish. So, um, but most of it's just kind of, you know, Starter family kits, so you know starter family fish. But I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna end up growing in the long run as things, less stuff is on TV and everybody gets tired of running to four different sports and you know because there's something that, something about fish keeping that, yeah, it requires a little work. The more stuff, the better stuff you get, the less, I don't want to say less work you have, but it makes it a little bit easier on you. The less maintenance you have to do as you get into some of the better equipment. But, um, but you know, I think as everybody gets tired of watching the crap on TV and running all the time, there's something just kind of nice about sitting back and looking at the fish tanks and watching the fish with the kids. I know we love doing that. We'll go and check out the fish, and Brody will call and tell you what the fish are doing, and he knows all the names in the fish, of you know, the types of fish. 
So it's definitely, it's turned into a fun family hobby that I never thought we'd have. Everybody gets excited about it right now. We're working on our first, real, you know, getting our plants for our first real planted tank. So, you know, and everybody's stopping by to see the new setup and stuff. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of a centerpiece. You get to show it off and tell people about your hobby. And it's sparking a lot of interest. I think that we've gotten a few people who used to have tanks that are kind of wanting to get back into it now. So, but um, it's kind of a... It's kind of not the biggest thing going right now. I know, like I said, um, when there's a small population, so probably, you know, when you get over into St. Louis and there's more people in the hobby, it's a little bit bigger over there. How about up in That's good to know. Is a pretty big hobby? Yeah, actually, up here in Mass, it's like a huge, huge hobby. I mean, in Western Mass alone, there's four fish stores, and I know in Boston area, they have like 10 or 11 fish stores. There's a wide variety of fish stores all around uh, Massachusetts. There's even a few fish stores in Cape Cod, so it's actually very, very popular down here. I think the most popular part of the hobby here in Mass would be saltwater because I've noticed that a lot of the uh, Western Mass fish stores, the area that I live, is now switching gears to saltwater. Most of them are 90% yeah, saltwater now. Yeah, I think there's now. two things on that, I think, because with just kind of what I've noticed, there's six, six like, good fish stores, six actual, you know, mom-and-pop fish stores, I guess you'd call them, in here, and a lot of them are going, you know, a lot of them do the salt water, but it's because um, PetSmart and Walmart and different places like that sell a lot of the fresh water, and I think a lot of people go to, you know, a lot of the families um, buy that stuff on that used to go and buy from the, you know, local store, go and buy a lot of that from the, you know, like the PetSmarts or whatever. So, you know, I think that's a big part of the salt because, most of the ones here do just, are most salt too, and then they have a smaller ver, smaller amount of fresh as well. That's a very good point. Now I know you have a, a wonderful podcast called Blossom City Radio. Do you plan on doing any fish shows in the future? Um, probably I will do a little bit. I think me and you have talked about doing some stuff as a joint thing so um as just like me being the sole information giver i don't know that that's in my books right now because i'm still not totally big in the hobby i don't i'm still learning as i go so um right now i don't know that that's going to be it i think you know me and you have some ideas of something that we would do as a joint podcast which i really think i would enjoy um and I might have some guests come on and talk about fish keeping and different stuff, but at the moment I'm not going to, I don't think that I'm going to do like an aquatic wetline setup totally, but I do want to try and do some stuff to enrich the hobby. So it's not a, not ever going to happen, but it's uh, not right now going to happen with my talk show and my music show. And then my job page, I kind of got my hands full with working, and then we got negotiations coming up and different things like that. So right now I think we're just going to kind of 
stick to a, our, you know, meat and potatoes and kind of push along those lines and make it as good as I can. I'm learning editing and I'm getting a little bit better equipment each day, each day, you know. So just kind of building what I have at the moment, and then we'll go from there. That's great. I would be honored to do a fish-keeping joint show with you. I'm incredibly honored that you asked me to do it with you. That's awesome. No, I've, I actually, when I first started to get into fish-keeping and listening to the podcast, you're one of the podcasts that I found, and I've learned a lot through you. And then I think we pretty much fuck fish every day anyway, so it'd just be kind of an extension of our already conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We talk we talk fish every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it would just, I think it would be a fun show that we do, and we could kind of hit some of the topics that aren't usually being hit in fish keeping, like you know things to help you know what what are reasons to go to the actual fish store and, you know, how to keep the hobby alive or to help it grow. Because I think with, you know, Nintendo and stuff like that, you know, the video games, I think there's been a major decline in fish keeping, in my opinion. And I know that a lot of the stores in our area, I don't want to say that they're struggling, but they have to compete not only with the other fish stores that are selling similar items, but they're also having to compete with the PetSmart, Petco's, all the stuff like that that have all that stuff. The Walmart, you know, so there's kind of a big gap where these guys are having to battle. So, you know, I think we could talk about some fun issues and fun things that are going on in the hobby and some real issues that are going on in the hobby. Like, you know, finding Dory and should, should you know, people be sell, sold the tangs and stuff like that, the blue tangs. You know, it's not for most people. It requires a big tank, and, you know, when Nemo came out, I remember so many people went out and bought a 10-gallon aquarium at PetSmart, and a couple, or, yeah, Petco, I think, was the one that does salt, and a 10-gallon aquarium, and they had Nemo, you know, but they really didn't know anything about the fish-keeping hobby. So, you know, that could be really, really bad for blue tangs. Yeah, you're right about that. Blue tangs are... uh very, very sensitive. They're not as hardy as a as a, a clownfish, but I'm I'm definitely gonna give a blue tang a try. Yeah, but you're an experienced fish keeper with a big tank. You're not buying a ten dollar ten gallon tank at Petco and throwing him in the same way you get him. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right about that. That'd be a hypocritical if, if I uh... we're not laughing at people because they do that. They don't know and then you're stuck in the fish keeping hobby. Is if you tell them you're not going to sell them this fish because they're not, you know, they have to cycle it and stuff like that, they'll go to the next guy and buy it and set it up. So where do the fish, you know, where do the fish keeper, the fish salesman go? Do you follow? This is the way we're going to do it. I give you the information. You're free to make your own choice. Do you tell them you're not going to sell them because you don't want them to fish to die and whatever, and they go somewhere else? You know, it's kind of hard for the fish keeper, the fish stores. Too in that, you know, I know the one lady at the PetSmart we go to, um, and talk to her with stuff on that, and she 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 says that you know, I mean, people get mad at her because they want to buy the tank, the fish, and everything all at one shot and just throw it in, you know, pour some tap water in it without the dechlorinator, and boom, you got fish. They don't want to buy it. They don't want to cycle it. They don't want to put the money into it. They just want it because they want it. 
You know, where does the fish store stand on that? Do you sell them all that and watch them kill their fish and then be mad at you because you sold them bad fish? You know, those are issues that the actual storefronts have that they have to deal with on a daily basis. That's very, very true. It's kind of wild, and I appreciate shows like yours that help the beginners, and they learn about cycling. And honestly, I... I know that in the beginning, before I knew had a, that great of a knowledge, I was listening to learn stuff, and it was easier than going into a store where they knew you didn't know anything about it and trying to, you know, I don't want to say look foolish, but, you know, come in and ask all these questions where you get on somebody's nerves. You can, you know, I used your podcast to learn more about the different fish and what I needed to know, and then I looked online and did different things and stuff like that. So I have a pretty good indication of what I what I'm getting and what they need. That's awesome that I was able to to help a fish keeper like yourself. That's that's great. I also appreciate you bringing up the fact that uh, most people that see Finding Dory are going to want to get blue tangs, but blue tangs are really expensive. They're really sensitive, and they get huge, like you pointed out. So any of our listeners out there, please do not get a blue tang unless you have a big tank. 120 gallons and up that's been established for a year or so because they need a cycled aquarium, and they will die probably really soon in a a tank that is really small. So thank you for bringing that up. It's a very good point. And sadly in the hobby is it's so much easier to learn in a big tank than it is a smaller tank, you know, because everybody wants to buy the 10-gallon to try it out. But it's harder to keep your water clean and everything in a smaller tank. And people don't ever, you know, people don't realize that. Or, they, you know, they're getting into something and they don't want to spend the money on a little bit bigger tank. You know, so it's it's things like that that the stores deal with. And we've all done it. I started out with eight goldfish in a bowl. They got too big <laughs> for the bowl. And we went and got them a 10-gallon. So, I mean, we've all been there. We've all done it. I know you had a story about some fish that didn't go together and were too small, too big for your tank you had when you first started as well. So yeah, I did too. Not making fun of anybody on it. That's true. I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I think we'll, I think we can have some fun talks and we can do a really good fish show on that and some of the topics that people aren't bringing up, you know. So I really, you know, because I think of, I used to want to do a fish store and learn what fish store deal with, and then I really I like the idea of being a hobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So do you think you'll ever have a saltwater tank? Um, honestly, at the moment, no. I probably won't have one at too soon from now, but in the future, yeah, I probably will. Um, Going into aquatics and seeing all the neat fish and just seeing some of the amazing tanks and what they have to offer and the coral and the anemones and just, you know, some of the showstopper, even the clowns. They have a set of clowns up there. I think I may have sent you a picture of it, but um, they have a set of clowns up there that's just incredible. I mean, it almost looks like they're not real. That's how good. That's how just amazingly perfect they are, you know. I and I just would go. I just would love something like that for my son. 
So, yeah, he loves the clownfish. I think everybody loves clownfish. So, I mean, with that, and then they have some yellow tangs and stuff like that in there, and they're just absolutely show-stopping, too, you know. So, just the colors, and then the neat stuff, and then some of the oddball fish that they have up there. I think I sent you a video of a couple of those. And it's just, you know, so many neat things to do in both the salt water and the fresh water. I think now, you know, I'm kind of wanting to get into get my pisto kick and some of my rams and my pretty fresh waters. Maybe later on do some discus, do some angels now, maybe some rainbows. I kind of have an affinity for some of the catfish. I wouldn't mind doing, you know, catfish tanks. So I have a whole list of things. I like the South Americans, the Severums and stuff like that, chocolates. So, I mean, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I have never done in the freshwater hobby. So, I mean, kind of right now I'm still in the freshwater hobby and enjoying what I've got and, you know, just learning as I go. But, yeah, I think later on when I've got more time on my hands, I think that I would enjoy a salt water. I enjoy no, watching the videos of your salt water. Huh? Yeah, I, I, was, I said uh, I can't wait to see you in the saltwater hobby, but for now you can enjoy my beautiful 120. That's right. I was going to say, right now, the cash flow and the time is kind of a little bit of an issue, so I'm liking the idea that we're getting in, I'm getting into the fresh water with my bio box and my lights and my plants and stuff like that. It's, you know, I have less stuff to spend money on, and I just have to do my water changes and stuff and just kind of make sure, you know, the light does everything itself, the bio boxes run and stuff like that. You just got to check and make sure the back filter's clean and it cleans all that up. So you just kind of do your water changes, feed the fish, and chill. I'm kind of liking that aspect of the fish hobby. That's awesome. So it sounds like it's an easy system for you. It works perfectly for my schedule. And like I said, it was something that I never even thought about. It's kind of a system that's not really as well known so it's kind of an oddball system i'm trying it out and seeing what i like and telling people about it but as of so far my plants have been doing great um the fish are really loving it they love the background to be able to hide up in there and stuff like that so i thought i lost my small um golden grommy but he just found himself a nice hiding spot that he goes in and out of the background in so whenever he wants to hang out and be alone, he kind of has his own alone spot. So, you know, it's kind of cool. He's he's a lot of fun to watch, popping in and out. Um, the plants are looking good. I have some lily pads, which is the first time I've ever had. The vowels are pretty big, and the swords are growing like crazy. And my Anubias that I had in, from the other store that I went to, they all, I didn't have good enough light, but he sold me them anyways, you know, talking because he just wanted to make a sale. So we ended up, you know, they're starting to actually get some leaves back on them and stuff now that I got the new setup. So I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to having the plants fill in and putting new fish in there and starting an adventure in that. So, you know, it's my hobby time. It's what I do. I come home and I get ready to podcast. I sit up in there and I enjoy my fish. Or you had a bad day, you go enjoy your fish. So, and it's also, if you have friends over, it's kind of a centerpiece. It's a talking point. You get to go in, and they get to check out the new setup and stuff. So, I really enjoy it. I'm I'm enjoying all of this. I'm enjoying the podcasting. I'm enjoying working and, and with Aquatic Treasures and finding some neat stuff to try out. And 
stuff. So, I mean, I'm really enjoying this whole setup. And you got me into, you know, you helped me along in the fish hobby. You got me into podcasting. So, you know, I mean, you kind of made things a little more fun for me. So I appreciate that, Alex. Oh, you're welcome. I'm very, very, very glad to to hear that. So I think right now we're going to go ahead and uh, take our first short commercial break with the Aquatic Wetline Fish Keeping Endorsers. When we come back, Jeremy and I are going to talk about some fish that Jeremy is interested in getting, such as chocolate cichlids and severums. So we're going to have some uh, fish information on that. So don't go anywhere. This awesome interview with fish keeper Jeremy Stellhorn continues right after a word from our endorsers. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids? Or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Hans proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. The Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to raise show quality discus because Stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stenker discus and you can experience the beauty of Stenker discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. And to place your order for your very own Stenker Discus, check out DiscusFishStore.com. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Close Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Hey, guys. This is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix, 
I talk about how to become a fish keeper until now. I talk everyday fish keeping and about my favorite fish, African fishes. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. You are now tuned in to the one and only fish keeping podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. The Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Now, back to Aqua Alex. Keepers, welcome back to this fun tropical fish keeping chat. I've got a wonderful guest on the show. I've got my friend and host of Blossom City Radio and fish keeper Jeremy Stellhorn on the show. We had an awesome first half of the show, and now we're going to have an awesome second half of the show where Jeremy and I are going to talk about some freshwater fish. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring Jeremy back to the show. Hey, Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. Are you enjoying our show? I'm actually having a blast. And as we're sitting here talking, it reminds me of when you were Oscar, Alex, when I first started listening. Um, So can you tell me about some of your Oscars? I know that you had some amazing ones over the last several years that I've seen when I've been listening. Sure. Oscars are uh, one of my favorite uh, freshwater fish that I've had. Oscar Alex is actually another alter ego of uh, Aqua Alex. Oscars are actually uh, an interesting freshwater fish because they have a lot of personality. They have like a, a puppy personality, and that is what attracts a lot of people to Oscars. Now, I've had uh, several varieties of Oscars, from albinos to uh, red tigers to tigers, and even I've had a wild-caught Oscar. The thing about Oscars that attracts me is that they are uh, a fish that gets about 12 inches but can live in a 75-gallon aquarium or bigger. It could possibly live in a 55-gallon with the proper filtration and water changes. And Oscars are really, really simple to take care of. I mean, all you've got to do is provide them with quality water by doing water changes, lots and lots and lots of water changes, and feed them a good diet, like a good cichlid pellet, uh, market shrimp, and krill, stuff like that. You should always stay away from feeders like the goldfish because that can cause hole in the head, and it really is not nutritional for the Oscars. I mean, it's like us eating cookies for dinner. Um, Cookies are good, but they're an occasional snack, and we want to eat them for dinner. So never feed an Oscar feeders. So Oscars can be kept by pretty much anyone in the freshwater hobby as long as you've got a 55 to 125 gallon and you've got superior filtration because these are fish that eat a lot, so they're going to create a lot of waste. 
And uh, you've got to be careful with your tank mates, obviously, because they'll eat anything that fits in your in their mouths. But generally, a beginner could have an Oscar if the tank is big enough and they know how to do great water changes. I actually do miss Oscars a little bit. I wish there was an Oscar for a saltwater tank. Yeah, I I actually like the Oscar. My tank was an Oscar Jack Dempsey Firemouth tank, whatever, before I had it. So um, it definitely, you know, with the 110, we had a little bit of room to have some fish. But I had had fish already, so we didn't go that route. But that is a one-day fish of mine, just to see all the hype is about, because everybody I know that's had an Oscar loved an Oscar. So I've never heard anybody say anything quite bad about them. So other than a lot of water changes. But that's one of my fish that I really would be interested in getting again. Um, I like the chocolates, and you seem to be a fan of the chocolates as well. Yes. The chocolate cichlids are uh, very, very, very gorgeous. I actually love the chocolate cichlids. I love the the ones that come from Peru, the temporalis chocolate cichlids. Now, they uh-huh. actually get a... V- they actually get a very nice uh, cichlid hump, the the males do, and they have like a dark purple coloration when they mature. They actually are a very, very easy cichlid to keep as well, and I think that a beginner could have a chocolate cichlid. Their care needs are pretty similar to an Oscar, with the exception that generally chocolate cichlids will do fine with uh other peaceful stuff like aramis and stuff, but I wouldn't trust them with smaller tetras because um, they may see them as feeders, but you could keep a chocolate cichlid with angelfish and um, garamis and barbs and things of that nature. I actually love chocolate cichlids. At one time, I actually had a tank dedicated to chocolate cichlids. They had like four or five in there, and it turns out I had three males and I believe two females, if I remember correctly. Um, I think I'm going to have a chocolate cichlid in my Frontosia tank because I love chocolate cichlids. Sounds good. I actually really like them as well. Uh, it was one of the fish that I looked into getting for my tank, but I don't know how well that they would do at the moment with what I have with some of my smaller fish. The Epistos is what I worry about in the Rams, so... Um, that's kind of my centerpiece of it, so I think we're going to hold off on them and the Severums just because. But I'd actually looked into getting some of the orange Severums and the green Severums. So those were another thing that I had looked into before on getting. I love those as well. Ah, nice, Severums. You like a lot of the cichlids that I like. I actually yeah. think you would probably be okay uh, adding like a small juvenile chocolate cichlid and a small juvenile um, severum because they would grow up with your espitos and stuff. When I say small, I'm talking about an inch to two inches, and they usually Uh are available at that size. Severums are what I like to call a poor man's discus nowadays because there's so many varieties of uh, severums out there. I mean, you've got a rock keel severum, which is a turquoise severum with a Uh white red face. You've got a super red severum, gold severum. Uh, there's, there's a lot of them. Back in the day when I was growing up, there was only the turquoise or green or gold severum. And they're pretty easy to uh-huh. keep as well. Just going to have uh, good water and uh, feed them normal fish food and stuff. Severums get about 8 to 10 inches, so 
they can live quite comfortably in your 110. Yep. We're looking at maybe doing some rainbows and some um, a group of angels. It's kind of what I'm looking at for right now. I love my angel. I love his personality. And you know how when you get a group of angels, they kind of just go into that sequence mode where they're just, when they move and stuff, it's just awesome. I don't even know what you would call that, but you know how when you got a group of them just kind of hanging out and they kind of just float in there and turn, just could do the same thing. So I'm looking forward to maybe doing some angels and some rainbows to add some color and then keep, um, finish up with a couple of pits or with a, a couple of rams that I lost and adding a couple of the glass cats and some tetras. We have the Columbia, the black skirt, the white skirt, and the diamond tetra in there. So hopefully get some more of those and kind of add them in for some flash and just little bits here and there. It's kind of the game oh, nice. and then having some Mephistos on the bottom. See how all that works out. But, yeah, that's kind of the game plan. We're going to let the plants grow in to give all the smaller fish and places to hide. And to, get, nice. to be able to handle some of the bigger load, you know, waste load. So, that's, that's cool. the game plan right now. I'm excited about it. The family's excited about it. Becky really loves the Columbia Tetris. So, um, the blue with the red tails and fins, she just loves the heck out of those. They're beautiful fish, so we're hoping to get a, get a group of those and stuff like that. So, that's kind of where we're at. We have a few more ideas, but we haven't put one in. We'll see what, you know, see the actual size of some of the um, pictures that they get. Go see if we can get a pictures cat in there, because you hear anywhere oh, online from nice. pictures. Pick this cat from four to ten inches. Well, I don't want a ten-inch catfish in there to go with my pleco. So we'll see. We'll see kind of what what they have and what we can get. Um, I got a list of the pistos that I'm looking at right now. They have some really neat ones. So um, I would love to actually just have a 55 with the pistos and rams in it later on. But nice. Kind of trying not to do the whole multiple tank syndrome and have like 20 tanks throughout my house <laughs> because the, the more I talk the more I realize that I can probably fill 30 tanks and still want more so <laughs> hey I'm starting to get multiple tank syndrome now I've got three salt water tanks and I'm already planning a fresh water one <laughs> yeah, that's true oh <laughs> gotta love them though it's so cool, and there's so many things to keep, and that, you know, just the different personalities of the fish. That's what really brought me to it. Um, I know that's one of the things I really enjoy with it. Um, you know, someday I wouldn't mind having a wolf, of you know, a dovi wolf cichlid, or doing maybe an arowana or something like that in the future when I got bigger, more room, and bigger tanks, more money. Ah, nice. Now we're talking. The Dovi cichlids are actually one of my uh, favorite, most aggressive freshwater fish. They are uh, extremely territorial, and they actually have teeth that is very, very similar to a rhombus piranha, which is one of the largest uh, piranhas. Their teeth can actually break through skin, I believe. I remember one of my uh, fish stores growing up as a kid, they had like a close to two or three foot Dovi that bit the hand of one of their employees when he was trying to catch a monster pleco for somebody and he had to get rushed to the 
the hospital because the dovi bit through his finger. Yeah, I can believe that. I they had real small ones at the one fish store in St. Louis we used to go to, but um, they had some they had some neat stuff. They had some beautiful Africans there. Um, but we had actually thought about doing an African tank in the one ten, but then we decided against it. So, um, you know, I mean, they have some beautiful fish in the Africans. Um, I don't know how well the family would do if they got started getting overly aggressive on each other. But the Dovi, you can kind of keep by himself or give him a female, and hopefully he wouldn't beat her up too bad. <laughs> so that's later on in life. Like I said, right now we're kind of in that cute and everybody gets along community tank. So that's what we're looking for right now. That's cool. Now, the Dovite comes from the Pyrochromis genius, and I think mm-hmm. my personal favorite Pyrochromis is the Jaguar cichlid, also known as the Managuens. Yep, those are beautiful cichlids. I enjoy I like those the, as well. uh, I like the ones that are um, almost gold gold color with the black and white spots. Those are my favorite ones. I, I like those as well. I've seen some of those on YouTube. And on Facebook, some of the fish groups, but I haven't been, you know, I haven't got to see those up close. But, yes, it's amazing how many different types of things to keep, and you never think about it when you're looking at especially when you get started and you got those eight goldfish in a bowl. You never think of, you know, oh, man, where am I going with this? So. <laughs> That's I wouldn't true. Mind to say, setting up a pond outside and having a goldfish pond. My grandparents had one years and years and years ago. It was always neat. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> There's you know, a if couple you go of in your, uh... some of the states that have an Oscar pond during the summer. The one guy said that his, um, he got tired of his big neighborhood cats catching his goldfish with an Oscar in. So <laughs> it was a question of who was hunting who after that, they said. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, it can go on your uh, one ten. I think that you would really like electric blue jack Dempsey's. Yeah, they stay smaller well, than the, the regular ones. For my, what I got in there, I think they should they should be all right. Get uh, out the stuff you have now. They grow really slow compared to the regular ones. Uh huh. That's something to put on. And they look a lot different, too. Mm Mm-hmm. They are pretty fish. I'm looking forward to the pistos and stuff like that. The pistos don't get that big, so I worry about them getting eaten. But Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. And then some of my rams, my electric blue that I had, he didn't get very big and when my pictures got bigger, he tried to eat him, and both of them didn't make it. So, oh, that's that's nice. kind of one of the worries that I have. If you like catfish, you can try uh, Corridoras, like the Sturby Cories, or even uh, yep. Panda Cories. That's what I was gonna say. We do like the Panda Cories. That's one of the ones we've considered. They have those up at Aquatic Treasures. We've been checking those out every now and then. I think I might put those in with the puffer, though, if I did that. Because they should be hard oh, nice. enough that he ain't going to mess with them. Because the goal yeah, is... Yeah, Corys are hardy. Yeah. 
They're supposed to be one of the few fish that you can put with your buffers. The dwarf buffers. So I was That's thinking true. about maybe plant, planting my ten later on and putting a new light in there and then giving some cover for the puffers and adding some quarries in. Right now we got snails in there, which is kind of cool. I wouldn't mind doing a shrimp tank sometime later on. But it's one of those things that you're kind of learning. Like we were, we saw blue crawfish that they had up there, but they said that wouldn't go with some of my bottom hanging out fish. That he would have them for dinner at night. So passed on that. So kind of looking forward to trying new things though, and seeing what we can get in there and seeing what we can do. Sounds great. So this has been a uh, a wonderful interview. You did a great job tonight, sir. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. I was going to say I had fun. I got to sit here and talk. <laughs> That's one of the things I do best. That's true. So we're going to take our uh, final commercial break, and then we're going to mention a few announcements that we're both excited about. So uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to... I uh, have our final show reminders and such, and when we come back, we've got a couple of announcements that we're going to make. So don't go anywhere, folks. Would you like to see my personal fish tank? Would you like to see my 120-gallon saltwater display aquarium? Then check out my YouTube channel called 
150th episode. Alex Cardinelli and Jeremy Stellhorn will be hosting this awesome summer episode celebration. There will be three awesome guests, each with something awesome to promote. Tara, an autism awareness advocate from cameras in special needs classrooms. Rhonda, a country physician, and she is bringing some wonderful music with her. And Jenny McNaught, a super talented, wonderful artist. Three amazing, powerful ladies with a positive impact on the world. Plus, to make this a celebration, there will be some laughs as I prank Jeremy, chat tropical fish, share 4th of July recipes, and more. This is a can't-miss celebration. So join us Saturday, July 2nd, to kickstart your 4th of July weekend with the first ever 350th episode, Summer Bash. See you on the 350th, July 2nd, at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Americans, can you believe that 4th of July is quickly approaching? What are you going to be doing on the 4th of July? Well, one thing you should be doing is tuning into the American Variety Network's Independence Day Fest. That's right, Alice Cardinelli, Jeremy Stellhorn, and the American Variety Network are going to be hosting the second annual American Variety Network 4th of July Fest, where there will be food talk, there will be some fun American talk, and more. Celebrate 4th of July by tuning into the American Variety Network 4th of July Extravaganza live on the 4th of July at 12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Before you have your Independence Day barbecues, join the American Variety Network. All right, Fish Keepers, before we wrap up this amazing show, we've got a couple of exciting and wonderful announcements. Now, this is an awesome week for Jeremy Stellhorn because he is going to be on several shows. He's on today's show. He'll be here live Saturday, July 2nd for our historic 350th episode. He's going to be co-hosting that. And actually, all three of the amazing guests on our 350th episode are courtesy of my friend Jeremy Stellhorn, so very, very thankful for that. And then after that, Monday, July 4th, on the 4th of July, is going to co-host that amazing show with me. So I am incredibly honored to not only have a great friend, but somebody who wants to support my podcast and be a wonderful co-host. What are your thoughts on that, Jeremy? Hey, I'm excited to do it, Alex. We've had fun. We've been talking on these for a while, and we swap ideas and guests, so it's kind of fun to be able to get on and do a nice show. I mean, it's kind of a great thing for us to be doing. I mean, 
I enjoy it. I think you enjoy it, and I hope our listeners enjoy it. That's very true. So, Fish Keepers, I do recommend you check out our 350th episode this Saturday because at some point during the show I do plan on uh, bringing up Tropical Fish. It'll probably be maybe along the lines of uh, Finding Dory and things of that, and maybe we'll talk about freshwater as well. Now, I know you have your very own podcast, right, Jeremy? Boston City Radio, yeah. I have a music hour, and I also have my talk show. Um, I think we're going to kind of branch off and do a couple little things, maybe do some hobby shows and go from there. Awesome. Now, listeners can find Blossom City Radio on Podbean. He also has his very own uh, app that you can download on the Google Play Store and the Apple Play Store called Blossom City Radio. Right, right, Jeremy? That is correct. Definitely check those out, or you can also find me on Facebook. If you want to go on there, check out some of the stuff we have listed on Blossom City Radio, Blossom City Music out Radio Music Hour and Boston City Radio Jobs. Check out and see what you like, and hopefully give me a like if you like the content. And check out the Music Hour and find out some local and different bands from around the country that are being not quite heard as much, but definitely worth a listen. Hopefully you guys enjoy Rhonda. I think she's amazing, and she's one of the ones I'm really fond that I was you know, I'm proud to say that I found her listening to some music, and we're kind of getting to share our music with our listeners. You know, we really enjoy her. That sounds great. So, listeners, please check out Blossom City Radio. You're going to enjoy it. I listen to all of his episodes that he puts together, and they are wonderful. So, guys, please check out Blossom City Radio. If you have a smartphone or an Apple phone, you can download the app on your phone. Simply go to the Google Play Store and the Apple Store and search Blossom City Radio. You can also download my app there as well, American Variety Network. Fish Keepers, this is an awesome show. Jeremy, thank you so much for being a great guest tonight. Thank you for having me, Alex. I enjoyed it. I love talking fish with you. I love working podcasts with you, so it's a good deal. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now we've got to get ready for our historic 350th this Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm pumped. Me too. I never thought I'd reach that mile. We got Tara, we got Jenny, Jenny McNatt, and we got Rhonda. So we're good to go. We have some amazing guests I'm excited to talk to. And to be all honest with you, I think this is going to be a great, great show. Everybody should tune in and check it out. That's right. There's something for everybody. There's uh, autism awareness, country music, and there's even art for artists. So that's going to be great. So check us out. Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern, our historic 350th episode. Well, Fish Keepers, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this amazing show. I hope you enjoyed our tropical fish chat. This is Aquatic Wetline here on American Variety Network. Good night, everyone, and good night, Jeremy. Night, Alex. Thanks again for having me. You're welcome. 
Saturday, July 2nd, 2016, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific, American Variety Network proudly and historically celebrates its 350th episode. Alex Cardinelli and Jeremy Stellhorn will be hosting this awesome summer episode celebration. There will be three awesome guests, each with something awesome to promote. Tara, an autism awareness advocate from cameras in special needs classrooms. Rhonda, a country physician, and she is bringing some wonderful music with her. And Jenny McNaught, a super talented, wonderful artist. Three amazing, powerful ladies with a positive impact on the world. Plus, to make this a celebration, there will be some laughs as I prank Jeremy, chat tropical fish, share 4th of July recipes, and more. This is a can't-miss celebration. So join us Saturday, July 2nd, to kickstart your 4th of July weekend with the first ever 350th episode, Summer Bash. See you on the 350th, July 2nd, at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Variety Network. We really appreciate your listen. Feel free to download our app on the Google Play Store and the Apple Play Store, American Variety Network. Good night, everyone.